You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Yes, welcome to the final Big Show of 2023. Patty Dumas, Peter Klein with me as well. GVP and Shan in the other room. Hello, good morning. Morning, fellas. Martin. Well, we're here. We made it. We did it. This, uh, just barely. Just barely. <laughs> just crawling oh, through this. I hurt. <laughs> this year beat me up. No. Ah. Oh, no. Ah. No. Ah. No, we're good. Okay. Ah. Uh, yeah. No flames last night. No. Nope. There were late. Uh, there was a change at practice. Yes. Maybe a change to benefit old number 10. Maybe number 88 as well. Here's hoping. But I think number 10 matters more. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the big show. Good show ahead of you. Uh, I got Luke Gazdick going to join us at 8 o'clock. Dennis Bernstein at 8.30 from the fourth period, talking a little rumors around the NHL and whatnot. No Frank Cervalli today. He's gonna He took the week off. Yeah. Can't blame him there. No. Makes sense. I mean, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Roster freeze just ending. And, uh, I mean, we'll be back. Uh, we'll, he'll probably be on the Winter Classic and then uh, off and running. I keep forgetting that that's coming up basically this Everybody's weekend. forgetting about it. And that's why I want yeah. to bring up like with Bernstein. Like, what's the hype level on this? Like, this is, you know, the two newest NHL franchises. Yeah. Uh, it's at know, one of the successful. nicer ballparks in, the, in I saw, baseball. I play. saw a little photo of what they had. I mean, the roof was shut, but it looked really cool in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I mean, it, it is the Sunday. You got NFL. It's Yeah, like, that is a little tough. It's like, yeah, I know. Is it the Sunday or is it No, sorry. It's, it's, the, same, it's, it's the, the Monday. Monday. It's yeah, January yeah. 2nd. Sorry, sorry. January 1st is Monday. My yeah. bad. My bad. Uh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, there's still the Rose Bowl, though. Right. Yeah, the college football playoff. Uh, college is football be going playoff. On at that time, but, um, <laughs> but still, like yeah. it, it, like it, it should feel yeah. cooler. And like we, we just had one out here where the, the the hype level for it out here was big. But I feel like it has become a very localized yeah. thing instead of a, a big national. Like it'll thing. be cool to see like like the Kraken show off like uh, all like what they have. Like they'll hopefully have a, a good good a good amount of Kraken fans there. But I imagine yeah. there's gonna be a, a fair chunk of Vegas fans. Uh, probably in the in the ballpark as well, but that should, that'll be fun. Uh, we got the old. Uh, I mean, Vegas. You kind of had to make a retro jersey for them, obviously. Or yeah. Like a throwback. Uh, the Kraken, uh, the throwback to the uh, Metropolitans, the barber pole jerseys. See, things like this happen a yeah. fair amount, like with the the fake throwback jerseys, the fullbacks. Or, but also, one of my resolutions for 2024: Can we stop? throwing back to teams that we don't care about like oh well th- th- actually these jerseys don't suck it's actually a nod to a uh, senior men's hockey team that played in here in the 1840s yeah. so i mean screw you for not knowing your history like let's just stop pretending like you give a damn about that how do you feel about the the teams that like for example the carolina hurricanes that wear the Her- uh, hartford whaler jerseys I've always thought like that's a slap in the face to the ha- the fans of Hartford. Yeah, like I like you took our team. Why are you wearing our jersey? Right. I, I didn't have a strong opinion of it until Memphis was wearing the Vancouver jerseys, yeah. and I was like, hey, can you not like? Mm. The, I I like it, it's the, there is like a quick shot of nostalgia trade, when when you, you could, see it. Yeah, you could have stayed teal and everything, right? And, but obviously, having all the like the the type of like artwork that the Vancouver had wouldn't have really applied to Memphis. Yeah, yeah, and like Memphis is. I, I like their jersey setup now and all of that, but like, it, it just yeah, it feels a little bit like hey, like can you not like it's it does give you just a quick little ping of nostalgia, yeah. but then after that it's like yeah, this 
I don't like this. Who's can you another, can you who, not? Who was another one that was wearing a jersey of a team they? Uh, the the um, Tennessee Titans. Yes, the they, Oilers. They, they did the Oilers jerseys against the, the Houston, Houston. Yeah, Houston Texans. Yeah, and they lost. The Nationals the, have uh, worn the Expos jerseys yeah. a couple times too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that either. No, though no. in baseball it is kind of baseball feels weird because it's just like I mean, but the thing is the Expos have been gone not that long. It's yeah. not like it's not like they left in the seventies. Right, it was two thousand five yeah. was the first national <laughs> exactly. season. Exactly, so. so it's still relevant in a lot of people's minds. But yeah, I'm not. Not a fan of the the team, the city's throwing back. No, it. like if you don't have a long like story, if the Coyotes history, wore Jets 1.0 jerseys before the Jets 2.0 came back. You'd be like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? No, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Like if you if you want to do something, like if you're going to do that, there best be some kind of like ceremony honoring like Ron Franz. I guess it's a bad example because he also plays he also Carolina, <laughs> but like honoring something of Whalers like history Whaler or like. Yeah. Um, if, if Arizona had done that, doing like a Daryl Howard Chuck night or something like yeah. that, you know, like just, you, you better be actually honoring the history instead of just like, ah, look at this. Our team yeah. history is this. Yeah. Like if, if you don't have a long and storied history, don't pretend to have one. another one. I'm not a fan of, and I, everybody loves it. The Minnesota wild North stars reverse, yeah. uh, reverse retro. Yeah. That's not your that. colors. Those no, no, are no. not your team. No. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, the one, the one, um, integration of it that i do like and it's going to sound very homerish because it is a calgary one but using the old atlanta flames a yeah for the uh for the assistant <laughs> captain thing it just it works no i don't think like oh well i don't think how many atlanta flames fans are still right out yeah, there. yeah 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 both former atlanta flames fans are really upset about it but yeah like if the jets just all of a sudden started rocking thrashers jerseys yeah it would be a that'd be weird b That's like it's just dumb weird. like just don't like if you don't if you don't have retros to go to don't pretend you have retros to go to uh, I mean, like the like, some teams kind of make their own style of retro jersey, even if they haven't. Like the Jets with their uh, fly the forty eight jersey or whatever, the barber pole jersey they have honoring yeah. uh, Royal Canadian Air Force. Um, but, but that one you can at least feel yeah. like, okay, they're honoring the yeah. Royal Canadian Air Force. Exactly. Okay, fine, that yeah. works. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But yeah, it's just a little jersey talk here. Yeah. At, at the seven o'clock, and then Jeff Blair, he'll join us at nine o'clock. Uh, Blue Jays, what are you doing, man? Uh, Isaiah <laughs> Connor Falefa. Kevin Kiermaier's back. That's pretty cool. The Outlaw's yep. back. Uh, but, you know, you, you added a, to a, an already pool of players similar to Isaiah Conner-Falafa. So we'll see if uh, maybe a trade's percolating yeah. out there and, and see what the the atmosphere, uh, the temperature is on the Toronto Blue Jays. But, yes, it is the uh, – I also wanted to say this. The, the Detroit Pistons. Oh. I was I, – I actually – like, I didn't, I didn't watch the game last night, but I was paying attention. And like they were up nineteen at the half. Oh, like, okay, this. here we go. They got this, <laughs> and it was tied by the fourth. Yeah. Like it was, it was a nineteen point lead at halftime. Tie game in the fourth quarter, and then I, I don't know if we, like if we're stepping on too much here, but that the moment Bogdanovich just puts in the offensive rebound to tie the game with four seconds left, you knew like okay, this is over. Like. Detroit needed to win on that. Yeah. That that an extra five minutes of basketball was not Too going much. to go well for Detroit. <laughs> but when you are the bat when you are the worst of the two teams, overtime isn't a good thing. No. Um they've tied the uh the NBA record for most consecutive losses, though this is the most losses in one single campaign. Right. The Sixers had twenty eight uh spanning two seasons, uh fourteen, fifteen, and into uh the fifteen, sixteen season. But again, that team was about the process. Yes, right? like they, trust in the process. They were supposed to be bad. They put a name to their losing. Yes. Th- this Pistons team was hoping to, oh, let's take a step this year. They have the highest paid coach in NBA history. Yes, they do. 
in Monty Williams. Yeah, making it's nine going, mil. It's, it's crazy that they started the season two and one too. Yeah, yeah, now they've just rattled off twenty eight in a row. I know there's a lot of NBA talk, but nine six zero nine six zero. What would happen if the Flames lost twenty eight? games in a row oh, uh, the, the city would set on what would fire. happen that's what would happen the nhl record for most loss most games consecutively without gaining a point is 30 oh my sorry, gosh sorry. is uh so without a win is 30 okay the, the winnipeg jets they had lost uh like 23 23 and seven ties were thrown in there mm. the most losses in a row what year was that oh god i think it was the, like 79 80 oh my goodness yeah, that would be a rough go, uh, especially like for for us in the content creation business around this Flames team. Like I, after loss fifteen, it's like, what do you even talk about at that point? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe you could try calling up the entire Wranglers team. <laughs> about try to fifty-seven seconds a of a good shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. I think at that point, when you've lost that many games in a row, you go to a shootout. I think you just throw like a guy like Nick Ritchie out there. Oh God, yeah, Shan. <laughs> I would if have a ricochet shot. <laughs> yeah, I, my my first shot at that point would be Rasmus, and I'd be like, "Hey, fire a slap shot from the slot." Like I don't it, it miss the net, whatever. Just like put the fear of God in this goalie, and let's see what we can do after that. Like just try something, anything to get this thing going. Yeah, it would it's it would be baffling, and I don't think it's gonna it would ever it would like the loss like the Washington Capitals in seventy four seventy five. They ended up finishing eight sixty seven and five. I think that was their first year. Oh. They have the longest they're tied with the sharks in 92 93 for the longest losing streak without a point in nhl history that's 17 you imagine just going 17 games without even getting a loser point yeah that would be so just so difficult and so and like you said there like the, the washington won eight games like we're on san jose for being like just an absolute tire fire disaster team. They've already won nine and we're 36 games in yeah, the season. Yeah, and th- there was a point at this point of the, the year, I was like, are the Sharks going to be worse than their 92-93 where they won 11 games? Right. They're going to be better, obviously. Yeah, they, they've, I hope so. They picked two, it up. Two wins the, the rest of the way would be uh, would be a, a real real bummer. Uh, despite uh, losing 5 nothing last night to the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Uh, they have picked it up a little bit over the last uh, little while. But yeah, uh, we'll circle back here uh, with the Flames. They did make a change. Uh, at the lines yesterday, uh, Jonathan Huberto back up on the top line uh, in between, uh, or sorry, the last Lindholm centering this line with uh, Yegor Sharangovich on the right, and Andrew Mangiapane reunited with uh, Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman on the third line. Uh, initial thoughts, like, yeah, like like Darren Haynes did a deep dive on Twitter uh, about this. It's the only time, they've only, they've only been one instance this year where Huberto, Lindholm, and Sharangovich have played Together, it was October 24th against the New York Rangers. And I think we go back, that was game number seven of the year. And if we go back to the start of the year, you know, it wasn't the greatest start for old Yegor Sharangovich. No. He was brought into camp. He was playing on the top line. Like, let's give him a, give him a run here. And he was taking some time to get assimilated into the city and whatnot. And he found himself down to the fourth line, I think, the game after being on the top line there with Huberto and Lindo. I think, again, what Darren goes into his tweet is, like, you've essentially got, like, the best skill passer on your team in Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. And maybe the best pure shooter on the team in Yegor Sharangovich. And Yegor Sharangovich from October 24th to December 29th, completely different player. Mm -hmm. He is starting to show what he can do with that that shot ability. Alas, Lindholm, obviously, he's there. He is the de facto number one center on this team. 
we'll see what happens here. Maybe right. maybe we can see a little bit more uh, boost here with, with how Huberto has been, been playing a little bit uh, over the last bit. But I think this makes sense. Uh, it's the it's the best type of move you can do in a, in a short period of time to try and uh, fix these guys just yeah. with one game left in the in the in the month. Obviously, uh, Huberto pointless. Uh, John, uh, Andrew Mangiapane just one goal in seventeen games, and I think Mangiapane being back down on that third line gives Backlund and Coleman more comfort, more of a comfort. I think they know like yeah, Huberto's there, but we don't really. You know, he right. doesn't it, really it was jive with our game. He doesn't really jive with what we want to do. Yeah. Manjapani, he's more of what we vibe in that third line role. Yeah. Initial thoughts, PK. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, I think, like you said, like Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman, it does give you a bit more of a traditional like third line checking line, although it's weird. Like we're saying, well, this is the third line and the Huberto line is the top line, but Huberto hasn't scored in 17 games and Coleman leads the team in goals. Uh, so it, it's funny where it's like, well, <laughs> now now the checking line with the, the leading scorer on the team can finally be put together and maybe they can get going. Um, but it, it gives you a line where you are comfortable putting it out there against other teams' top lines, right? Like you can, you can throw that out there against a McDavid and, I mean, no one's going to stop McDavid, but you, you feel comfortable with that, whereas with Huberto... It just, it didn't, it, it felt like you were trying to do everything all yeah. at once and it wasn't necessarily a fit. So I, I like, we've seen that line work before. We've seen that line work really, really well before. And so I, I like that. And with Huberto, there was only, it's something we've talked about before. There's only so much you can do to get him going with this team because you're not going to, at the moment, break up um, Zari, Kadri, and, and Pospisil because yeah. that line's going. And then, like, what, putting Huberto with Dubé and Dewar, that's not going to do a damn thing. So mm-hmm. th- there was only so many things you could do. And so I, I think this one makes the most sense. Like like you said, um, Sharon Govich has like just this absolute rocket shot mm-hmm. there's a confidence to his game right now and i feel like it does make a lot of sense and i do honestly also think that's like well two of you are struggling so you guys just go struggle together and we'll try to get the rest of this thing going and you guys just do what you can um i, I don't think that's the messaging that mm-hmm. is being sent but i i do kind of you know i i don't mind that and if this was the the pairing that we thought was going to get this thing going at the beginning, right? With mm. um, with, with Huberto and Lindholm, those were going to be like, yeah, I'm going to come in and get Lindholm 40 goals and yeah. that, that sort of a thing, or 50 goals, I think it was, because yeah. he was coming off of a 40 goal season. Th- this was the pairing that we all wanted to see, and we all wanted it to go well. It hasn't so far, but maybe Sharon Govich is the the, the magical elixir it that will, will get this thing moving a little bit. It feels like it could be because he has been uh, over the last month. He's been rolling. Yeah, uh, he had the game where he had what. what Five goals in four games, something like that. He was he was rolling. Uh, GVP Shan, uh, your thoughts on the line changes here? Well, it if if you weren't going to try that that Zary Kadri and Huberto combination, I know that you only saw it for like less than a minute there. It, Good fifty seven seconds. Exactly. Solid I feel like it, I feel like it kind of leaves only the option to to put him with Lindholm and, and Sharon Govich again here. It, the first time they, they tried that long, line combination, none of those players really had any chemistry, but right now you're seeing a bit more between uh, Lindholm and Sharon Govich as a duo, so maybe that can kind of rub, rub off on number 10, but at the end of the day, the fix for Jonathan Huberto lies at the feet of Jonathan Huberto. It's, I'm almost kind of sick of this narrative, like, what can we do to get this guy going mm. kind of thing? Like, what else does this guy need? It, it's it really falls at the feet of him, so we'll we'll see if this can light a fire under him. But but who knows? 
That's really where I'm at on that. I'm not really sure where else you're going to put him in the lineup if it's not going to be on a line with Backlund and Coleman. You're not going to do the fourth line, and if you want to keep that that line of Kadri and the kids together, this is really the only option in my mind. That that Huberto part, and sorry, I know we, we you asked for two opinions in there, and I'm cutting you off after <laughs> one. Um, but the the Huberto thing is, is such a like when you take a step back and kind of get out of the frustration of it all. It is kind of like, I don't want to say it's like a hopeless situation, but I just, I genuinely don't know what you do. Cause it's not yeah. like, th- this isn't one of those things where it's like, oh, he's got his money and now he doesn't care. Like, I, I genuinely mm. don't believe that he doesn't care. Uh, what it, it might be something mental or whatever it is, but I like, I don't know what it is that will get it fixed. Cause like, it, it's not like he's not trying out there. Cause that would yeah. be a simple whatever. And I don't believe he just sucks. Right, like th- there's something else going I on. I would still argue that he's one of the more talented te- players on this team. He like, is. just right. he is. He, he just hasn't. Is. He's, he's, he's got, just he's hiding good, it very. I know. Well. I just, yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> but uh, I think you know you 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 pretty much put together the three most skilled players on this team, mm-hmm. at least for the forwards group. Uh, I saw a narrative yesterday. Sorry, Shannon, cut you off before you get to your opinion. But uh, <laughs> your last, I, I, well, yeah. Um, I when Florida was running that offense, one of the better offenses we've seen in the last five years when they won. Uh, the president's trophy or even when Huberto had that 115 point schedule and they're uh, not schedule, but season um, they were run and gun, but they also used their point men a lot. They had weapons back there. Uyghur was still there. Ekblad w- was there and having a good year. George Montour back there as well. They used their point men a lot more to drive that offense coming from that, that high slot area. Whereas the flames don't necessarily have that option outside of Uyghur who's having a good, offensive year or or maybe a guy like Rasmus Anderson but again he's not that super offensively upside a defenseman in comparison to a guy like Ekblad I feel like that's also something that kind of flies under the radar for this Flames team from an offensive production standpoint but I don't know I I see hold on let me get no I'm kidding (laughs) beginning of the season what I saw from Sharon Govich was him trying to figure things out and what you've seen in the last I, I mean he's had a great month He's actually just ripping the puck every chance he gets, pretty much. And he's had some great passes too, but like he he can rip the puck and he's utilizing that uh, that skill. And I don't know how Lindholm and Huberto haven't figured it out yet. It just seems like somewhat of a match made in heaven. You got you let Huberto control the play while Lindholm has got a good shot, but he's also a really good two way player. And I think I think if it doesn't work now, I don't think it ever will because Sharon Govich is playing at his best and. Huberto's still one of the better passers in this game. I I stand by that, and I I have a hard time seeing how this line doesn't work out. But uh, yeah, and I I completely agree. I've had a hard time this whole time not seeing how this figured right. Like it, it made total sense when they started last year, and it was Huberto with Lindholm. I forget who the third was. Um, and then it was Manjapani, um, Kadri, and Dubé. It was like, well, all of this makes sense. All of this should work together, and then it didn't. In catastrophic ways, it didn't mm-hmm. work together, and and so that's that has been the the one of the major conundrums is that like you look at it on paper and like they said in there like yeah Huberto, it should work. Huberto and Lindholm's been a disaster. Anytime they're paired, it just it hasn't worked. Out. If if it doesn't work, the only like last fix that kind of comes to mind is maybe when Pelche comes back into the lineup because when that duo was kind of together, that was really some of the best hockey you've seen out of Huberto outside of the the initial fix with I, Backlund and Coleman I think it's the center guys if I'm yeah. honest I think it's the center. I, I think so too it's but. the center like like you Huberto yeah he's he's fine passer and whatnot but I just he, he doesn't like Lindholm is not that type of guy that can go lead you down the middle of the ice and be that 
the 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 guy that you need in the center, an Alex Barkov, like mm-hmm. that type of player. They just don't have it. And I don't think Huberto. Yes, that great season he had, but yeah, it was Alex Barkov was on there, and like Matt, like uh, GBP mentioned there, the defensive aspect from the Florida Panthers helped out a lot too. So it's just it's so wild to me that it's like, um, okay, well, like it's not working now, but. When the kid who's played 24 games in the NHL and has seven points comes up. I know, but then, that's where you're but at you're, with this guy. Yeah, no, like, totally. Yeah. And, I, and I don't even think it's crazy that you suggest that. Like, the, when you first said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that could be it. And it's like, well, yeah, just, hey, um, 20, uh, what is it, 22-year-old kid, 24 games in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Just fix our franchise player, could you? Um, Sharon Govich, you've been with us for a, a couple of months now. Could you just uh, get on a line and try to get, like, the two most important players on this team right now going? Thanks, that'd be great. Like, it's... I, I am all for, and I, again, I think all the moves make sense, but it's just when you take a step back, it's like, boy, things have really gone sideways here a little bit when we're going, all right, well, now that Zari has fixed Kadri, <laughs> we can go on and try to get Sharon Govich to get Huberto going. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, it should be. Um, but yeah, two days of practice here to get it all, all figured out. They had one yesterday. They'll have one today as well. Yeah. Um, off day on Saturday before they have the pregame skate and Sunday night, the Philadelphia Flyers will be the opponent. Big win from the Flyers last night. Yeah, I was going to say, at least the Flyers aren't hot coming in. Yeah, no, one. they're rolling. 4-1 over the best team in the NHL last night. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, did not watch it. I uh, didn't want How I, dare I, you? I did not watch Did you? Were you watching that one? No, you weren't in on that? GVP, you watched the Flyers and Canucks? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, man. I was actually getting my butt kicked by a 12-year-old in bubble hockey, so no. Oh, oh wow. That would have been more entertaining. No, it wasn't. Uh, what yeah. happened here? Sam Urson left and Carter Hart finished? Dehydration. Uh, yeah, de- uh, yeah. He's dehydrated? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, man. Like... <laughs> You're drinking a lot of stuff over the holidays, and water maybe in one of them. Hey, water so, the- like, it, 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 these things can happen. All right, it's I mean, fine. Uh, either way, like Sam Erson scares the living crap out of me. I think he played here last year in the dome uh, for the Flyers. It was one of his first starts, I think. And then uh, Carter Hart, he's he's picked it up a ton. So yeah, the Flyers are a good group. Yeah, they they, they will be coming in on a back to back. They play Seattle on Friday night. Um, so it's a back to back with them traveling here. So that'll maybe well they play Sunday, so they'll have the day off. Oh, so. Yeah. I thought that was Saturday. Oh, no, you're right. It is yeah. Sunday. My bad. All yeah. right. Never mind. Never mind. Don't even get the schedule. This bump. whole thing is messing <laughs> with me. Because you think like, oh, yeah, it's the Saturday night hockey night in Canada game. Why else would the Flyers be three here? games on hockey but night. It's, yeah. It's, it's three games. Two in the uh, in the morning or two in the, not in the morning, two in the uh, five o'clock and then uh, Vancouver, I think, plays at eight. Yeah. All of this is messing <laughs> with me. All of it. Uh, last night, uh, Thursday night football, uh, quickly. Uh, I know we'll talk about it in the morning report, but. All Cleveland had to do was do it in the first half, right? Yeah. That, like, so much for me picking that under. Yeah, that was, I mean, like, Cleveland got the over themselves. Cleveland got that the was, over, yeah. And the way that game started, like, the three first possessions were all touchdowns. 21 points. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, you talk about this great Jets defense. Like, they, they are excellent at everything but covering the tight end. And, and Joku was just, like, weaving through everyone. And then after that, quite frankly, the game kind of sucked. Yeah, uh, the, three the, points that, in the entire second half. Yeah, I, I think they said it was the, first, the first time in time NFL yeah. uh, where there was more than 50, 50 points yeah. in the first half and then uh, no touchdowns in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was typical. Like, uh, yeah, the second half left a little bit desired from Cleveland, but they were yeah. playing without Damari Cooper. Elijah Moore got uh, roughed up there. When that he was forehead. And that was pretty scary. Turf, like, yeah. oh, God, he started shaking his hands there a little bit, but uh, I think he was all right. Went to, obviously, in concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, man, Joe Flacco, three touchdowns. He's got 13 touchdowns this year. That's the same amount as Kenny Pickett has in his entire career. Yeah. It's more than the New York Jets have this season. Man, this Browns team, they still have a, a, a small chance at being the one seed. And they need the Miami Dolphins to beat the Ravens on Sunday. Then Could happen. Then the Bills beat the Dolphins. And then the Ravens lose to the Steelers. And if the Browns beat the Bengals... <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are your one seed in the AFC. It is. It, it's in such a wild journey. And it, like I, I brought it up with Ross yesterday. If, if you are other NFL owners, like, hey, like you, you keep saying we got injury issues, but uh, they're on their fourth quarterback and like their offensive lineman number eight. Uh, mm -hmm. And they seem to be doing OK. So what what do we have going on here? And I, I think. It's it's not going to be the sexiest of headlines, but I think backup quarterback is going to be a real priority for teams going into it's the to most next important season. position on the field. It always has been, yeah, because like you, you like you look at so many teams, like you have a great starter and whatnot, and then like you put all that money like into the starter. What else can you put onto your team? You have a a rookie backup, likely. Yeah, I mean, like these guys, like Chase Daniel, he's not playing anymore, but these guys back up for years just reading josh johnson is still in the league oh really 17 seasons yeah. as a backup yeah. just making bank just because he knows how to read a playbook he knows how to do all this but yeah yeah i totally agree with this yeah Teams i think we're gonna invest a ton in trying to fix this backup quarterback and i think i don't know if if it's a rule change but i know that that emergency third quarterback i think you want to have it on the roster? Yeah, 100%. I don't know. like <laughs> Because you can whole... only play them if the first two go down. Yeah, and the, the whole, like, um, th that's why Rorick being on the, the practice squad all year for Jacksonville was so mind-boggling. It's yeah. like you're, you're a couple hits away in a very physical sport from having your running back play quarterback. Like, why mm -hmm. isn't he just there hanging mm -hmm. out? Um, so, yeah, I didn't understand that. But, no, I, I think you're going to see a lot of teams – and a lot of veteran uh, quarterbacks getting signed to contracts this year. And you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the seventh round yeah. of, of this upcoming draft. Like a lot of dudes who would have been bound for the, the USFL or maybe even up here um, are, are going to be drafted because of the, the Brock Purdy thing and how cheap that is. So, yeah. no, it's it, like it, it is. It's such an important position. It's one that the league, quite frankly, not just like sucked at addressing it with veterans, but development wise, it, it's just like. Oh, well, you didn't work for a couple weeks. You're mm -hmm. gone. You know, like, mm -hmm. th there's no reason Tommy DeVito shouldn't be on some kind of a roster for the next, like, five, seven years, but it'll probably only be a couple of years. Yeah, it's just the NFL. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, that's for sure. Morning Report is around the corner. What do we got, boys? All right, NHL recap. Look at the Thursday nighter last night. Uh, some local notes and uh, a little bit of stuff from uh, the NBA and the World Juniors as well. Perfect. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be next. Uh, Big Show continues on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Riding that train into the new year. It's Friday. Quad City DJs are playing. You know it's time for the morning report. That morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. GVP and Shan, go away. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose and... Yes, one final Rose report here in the year of 2023. GBP and Shan for the last time. Matty Rose will make his triumphant return next week. But let's dive into this. Some news out of the Flames practice. Uh, an NHL recap. Thursday night football. A look at the World Juniors and more. How about that for a treat on a Friday morning? 
Awesome. Yummy, yummy. Uh, yeah, we're going to start with those Calgary Flames. <laughs> oh, both them Flames. <laughs> Practice day yesterday for the Flames coming off a loss to the Seattle Kraken a couple nights ago at the Saddle Dome. And I know that we talked about it a lot in that first segment, but a lot of discussion we were having yesterday was maybe that we were going to see some uh, line switches there. Not too much to report on that. Patty Steinberg gave us the lines yesterday. Only a couple changes to those line combinations. We saw a new first line with Hubert Lindholm. Sharon Govich and the Kadri line. Zarian Pospisil stays this uh Kadri Zarian Pospisil stays the same. Changes to the third line. Majapani is reunited with Coleman and Backlund. The fourth line stayed the same as well. Uh that stays the same from what we saw in that uh Kraken game. Uh Greer, Dubé, and Walker Dewar. Fellas, I know that we kind of talked about it in that first segment. Does it feel like it's the last chance here for Jonathan Huberto and, and Elias Lindholm as a possible connection? Yeah, because I think yeah. they're going to be running out of time because Lindholm's probably not going to be around much longer. That's, that's probably <laughs> why. Point. Like, like again, I don't know where else you can go. Like, he, he has to go on this top line. You're putting him with the with the two most talented players on this team. Uh, the three most talented players on this team together right now. So, at least skill wise, like I think it's they've only played once together. October 24th against New York Rangers. It's only the seventh game of the year. We know how Yegor Sharangovich started. Uh, we know how you, Jonathan Huber was still going, and Elias Lindholm. So, again, it's just it, it makes the most sense in in a, in a short term fix. Uh, I don't know if it's the permanent solution. Probably isn't. Yeah. But just because we have so much, we have a hundred plus games of Jonathan Huber to, to to watch right now. So, I guess try it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see Manjapani back with Backlund and Coleman. I think that suits his role a little bit better. Yeah. Because uh, I think it, it maybe didn't pull. I think it, Huberto on that line it, it, at the start, it, it was okay. But I think it, as it went on, I think Backlund and Coleman were, were struggling a little bit with him on that line. Especially I Backlund. I Backlund, felt. for sure. Coleman obviously has has the goals. He's been the shorthand. Yeah, a God. lot of a lot of Coleman stuff has come either shorthand or on But the at five point, on so. five, I don't think Backlund, Coleman, and Huberto were doing much no. of anything. So... You look at it and yeah. it all should work. Yeah. Right? Like on it, paper. It, on paper, this looks like what it's supposed to look like. Now, on the ice, it hasn't. But so, yeah, it's 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 a difficult spot for Huska right now, unless you just completely blow everything up. Um, I, I think this is the, the the change that makes the most sense. Yeah. So, like, like we'll, just, we'll just have to see. They got one more day of practice here. They'll have the, the morning skate on Sunday to get ready. And puck drop, 6 o'clock. We'll see what happens with that top line. Yeah, not too much else to report on for the local team here in Calgary. Flames will wrap up 2023 this Sunday with their traditional New Year's Eve game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Philly playing some good hockey as of late, 7-1-2 in their last 10 games. Torts got this team rolling. That game will go at 6 o'clock. Mr. Steinberg will have the pregame show at 5. Uh, let's go to the rest of the NHL schedule. Lighter schedule compared to the other night's NHL slate. Just four games to recap yesterday. We'll go to the one early game that went down yesterday. Hurricanes were in action yesterday facing off against the Montreal Canadiens and it only took two Hurricanes to muster up enough offense to take down Montreal. Pesci, he gets it across and will score! Andre Svechnikov doesn't need a power play. He's got a power shot and the Canes in the lead. Yeah, his second of the night would be the winner for the Hurricanes in this one. He would finish finish off the Hattie with an empty netter as well. Spechikov continuing to get back into the swing of things, coming off an injury to start the year. He's got seven points in his last three games. Jesper Foss would have the other two goals for the, uh, for Carolina to lead them to a 5-3 
victory. What I, do we? Sorry, before sorry. we you go on to the next one, what do we think of the Uri Slavkovsky hit? Did you see that? Yeah, that. Nobody talked about it, and I, was, I thought it was like that was to his head. Yeah, that yeah. was straight to the dome, like just right in the brain. I was a little bit surprised that that just it was like, oh, we're just gonna move. Up. Okay, oh, I guess sure, yeah, go for it. All right, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm just replaying it right now. Stefan Nason. Uh, Slavkovsky, boom. That's boom. right to the head. It's straight up, straight to the head. Canes fans love it. I know the Canes commentators loved it as well. I heard the Canes call of it. But, yeah, that's uh, I didn't like that. I wonder if we see anything uh, come Stefan Nason's uh, way today. But I, I doubt it. There was nothing called in the game. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there was. In, I mean, guessing along with player safety is always a difficult task. Yeah. But yeah. Th- that is. I, like I Matty Rose be... likes to joke about it's just like spinning a wheel. It's like, it oh, is. you get two games or you get five. But uh, yeah, was very weird. There wasn't like, even a penalty That's the hit you want to get play. out of the game. Yeah. Come yeah, on. That one right there. Uh, I spoke earlier about the Flyers who will be playing the Flames this Sunday. They were also taking on the league-leading Vancouver Canucks yesterday. Things were quiet in the first period as both teams would go to the dressing room after 20 minutes with donuts in the goal column. So to the middle frame we go. The scoring would open up, but it would be all Philly in this one. Sidorov lost control. The Flyers have a break. Kading back in his Faraby. Faraby backhand, forehand. He scores! Joel Faraby makes it 3-0. Flyers, three goals in the second, and the Flyers have taken over here in Vancouver. That's yeah. dog special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be Faraby's 12th of the year. Would cap off a three-goal second for the Flyers. Teddy Bluger would uh, break the shutout for the Canucks in the third period, but Flames legend Garnet Hathaway <laughs> would, would respond for the Flyers to get this thing to a 4-1 final score. Uh, I forgot to ask in that uh, uh, flame segment there, what do you expect from the Flyers coming into Calgary here? This team's rolling, playing red hot. Yeah, I expect a team that's going to be miserable to play against. Um, yep. Like, they, they are they are playing within the John Tortorella structure, but there's a lot of creativity there. And a lot um, of speed. Can't yes. really say that for a, for a Tortorella team in the past. And a guy like uh, like a guy like Bobby Brink, the young guys are stepping up. Owen Tippett's filling in well. Morgan Frost has been a nice uh, nice. Uh, guy to this team as well. And I return a former hitman, Yegor Zamula. Got a goal last night as well. So, Yeah, they're playing really, really yeah. well. That's not going to be an easy out I on New Year's Torts, Eve. The man. That's a hell of a yeah. coach right there. You got you. Uh, LA and Sin City to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas on a bit of a slide coming into this one. Losing their last four. Kings playing some really good hockey on the flip side of things. They're winners of four out of their last five. But Vegas would get on the right side of things in this one with a goal from this guy. Drink wide right, Carlson bumps it along to Connor. Skates in down the right boards. Connor on his backhand. Leans his shoulder, goes behind the net. Center score! William Carlson from Paul Connor. The Knights have a 3 1 lead. You bet your Wild Bill would have the winner for the Vegas Golden Knights in this one. That goal would make it 3 to 1. Trevor Moore would bring the Kings within one, but the defending uh, Cup champs. Well, geez, would win it 3-2 the final. <laughs> Vegas snapped their four-game pointless streak. That was actually the longest drought the Knights have ever had under Bruce Cassidy. Only two years under him, but still, Vegas has really become the, the model of consistency in the NHL. Yeah, they sure have. That's a, that's a team that uh, wouldn't be surprised if they're holding Lord Stanley up in June again, but uh, so long way to go. Uh, they have Martinez back and Theodore yet? Are they back? Uh, that's uh, a good question. I'm not entirely sure. They get back. Look out. Yeah, this was an interesting measuring stick game for the Kings. Um, like, L.A. is kind of creeping up there, and Vegas, obviously, they have that big, shiny thing that everyone wants. And I, I thought L.A. did a pretty good job of hanging with Vegas. Um, and so the, the, the Kings are 
if not already, they, they have firmly planted their flag as a team that everyone should be watching. Martinez for. is back. Theodore's yeah. still out. Theodore, yeah. Theodore did not skate last night. Yeah. Uh, last game, the late one, 8.30, Edmonton, San Jose, Oilers visiting the Shark Tank. And, oh, boy, this one wasn't close. McLeod down the left wing. Scores! Oh, Ryan McLeod! To McDavid, into the Sharks' end on the left side, in front of the net. Scores! Zach Hyman tipped it in. Over to Bouchard. His one-timer! Scores! Evan Bouchard comes in front to Dreisaitl, scores! Leon Dreisaitl from a couple of feet out gets it just by the pad of Corona, make it 4-0 for Edmonton. Camoon on the call there, but yeah, Oilers jump out to a four-goal lead in the first period. Nugent Hopkins would get on the score sheet halfway through the second. Oilers would set this baby into cruise control, and they win it 5-0. Always got to ask, boys, since the Oilers won a game, are they back? They've won 11 out of the last 14. Their games in hand, that's great. Like they've yeah. got, they played the least amount of games above any team in the Western Conference. I think Vegas is the only one tied with them, 32 each. Uh, they have the most goals in the opening minute out of any team in the NHL. <laughs> uh, Zach Hyman, I don't care if he's playing alongside Connor McDavid. That was a hell of a signing for them. Amazing, yeah. 20 goals. He's got, so he's got somebody. He's got to score the goal. So he's yeah. got to put that puck in the net, and he's doing it. So yeah. uh, good for good for Zach Hyman. Uh, yeah, it's a team that's probably going to be a playoff team by the end of January. That's my prediction. Yeah, it all comes down to the goaltending, right? Like, and uh, Skinner gets the shit out there. Obviously, not up it's against the shocks. Yeah, yeah. It, not up against the toughest competition. Yeah. But um, if the goaltending holds, then yeah, they're a playoff team. But then the goaltending doesn't even have to be that good because this team can outscore a lot yep. of problems. It's just they have had epic problems there this this go around. But no, I, I I do think we'll see them in the playoffs this year, yeah. I would agree with that as well. It just all comes down to the goaltending. Uh, tonight, we got nine games on tonight's slate. New Jersey nine and, game Friday? Yeah. Wow. Uh, New Jersey and Ottawa, Nashville and Detroit. The Rangers take on the Panthers. Maple Leafs will be hosted by the Blue Jackets. Capitals and Islanders. Blackhawks taking on the Stars. Colorado versus St. Louis. Philadelphia, like we said, going to play tonight against the Kraken before they take on the Flames this Sunday. And Arizona and Anaheim will wrap things up. I think I'm going to watch Arizona Anaheim tonight. That sounds like the game I want to watch tonight. Uh, that's a lie. Okay, let's go to the World Juniors. Uh, quick recap from the two games from yesterday. The Americans versus the Swiss. That one was a total beatdown. Five goals in the first for the States, uh, including a natty hattie for Jimmy Snuggerud. Uh, that's an amazing name, and GVP and I were debating what his nickname would be. What do you guys think Jimmy Snuggerud has as a nickname? Is it Snuggy? Snuggles? Yeah, Snuggles or Snuggy. Yeah. Snuggy for sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, four goals second period. Had him up 9-1 heading into the third. Yikes. Uh, a couple goals for both teams in the third. Final score, 11-3 over the Swiss. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Germany against Sweden. That's just coming a day after Germany upset Finland for the first time in World Juniors history. Uh, not the same deal this one. Sweden won 5-0. St. Louis' most recent first-rounder, Otto Stenberg, he had a hat-trick in front of the hometown crowd, and they were going nuts. It sounded like a Game 7 playoff game. Huh. Uh, first game of the morning today, that one just wrapped up. Slovakia versus Norway. Norwegians actually had the first goal, but the Flames' first-rounder, Samuel Hanzik, tied it up in the first. That's three goals in three games for Hanzik. Uh, Slovakia ran away with this one. They win 8-4. Guys, Hanzik looks pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's like the Slovakian team looks really good. They've got a lot of NHL prospects on this team. And Hanzik, obviously, leading the way. He's been beat up all year uh, with the Vancouver Giants. I'm uh, excited to see this guy. Flames fans should be super excited. Obviously, it's the World Juniors. Don't get too hyped. It is just the World Juniors, guys. There's still four or five months to, of hockey left. And, and obviously, Hanzik uh, getting him healthy here for next year's training camp is going to be big. 
Yeah, um, he, he has been one of the standouts. I mean, only one goal when your team scores eight. Like, step it up like, a little bit. Come on. Uh, but, only but one no. point, too. Yeah, he no, he, he's been one of the, the real standouts at the tournament so far. Uh, Slovakia, five for seven on the power play Woof. certainly helps. Um, so Norway, maybe work on that for, uh, for next <laughs> go around. But uh, no, like Slovakia has been one of the, the fun teams to watch this tournament. And their goalie, um, Blackhawks prospect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Hansik has been like a, a big part of all of that. So just yeah. want to add that Dalibor Dvorsky has four points. Yeah. I, I only added that because I love saying his name. It's fair. Uh, Latvia, Finland. That one's underway right now. Two nothing Finland. They have twenty four three shots. Yeah, it, it, this one is not even. But Latvia's close. hanging in there. I, I think we're seeing some angry Finns after losing. Finland to could have pulled their goalie and only be losing by one. Yeah, this is. Oh, uh, I'd be scared if they would go up six five. This is a, this is a scary team that is very angry about their loss to Germany because I think they're one in. Yeah, is, they haven't won yet. No, uh, Germany was one in twenty. They're now one in twenty six against Finland in this tournament. So. That one stings a little bit. Uh, the 9 o'clock game today is the Americans against the Czechs. Would not want to be in goal for Czechia. That no. is all I have to say. Uh, last game of the day, this is a big one. Canada versus Sweden at 11.30. Yeah. Could be the best game of the round, Robin. I think one of these teams, well, one of these teams will lose their 2-0 record. Uh, I hope GVP and I, I think we just mail it in, uh, the post-work show. The post-show work part of me, so we can just go home. Uh, we would never do that, Shan. No, Especially would... on a Friday before a long weekend. We would never do that. Never. never do that. We certainly never. don't talk uh, The about Swedes it. are already showing up. There's already tons of Swedish fans in, uh, in the old Scandinavium. I, this, that this is the best awesome. name for a rink. I just want to put that out there. It the is. Scandinavium is the oh, greatest name cool. for a rink ever. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. It looks like the Saddle Dome. Oh. I don't know if they want to look like the Saddle Dome. <laughs> uh, let's go to the NFL. I'm sucking down a venti frappuccino and eating a breakfast sandwich right now. Hell yeah. Oh, gosh, that sounds like a great morning. Uh, amazing. No kidding. Uh, Thursday night football, this was just strictly the Joe Flacco revenge game. It was the, the Jets and the Browns. Uh, pretty fun first half. Jerome Ford opened the scoring. He had a seven-yard score, but Brees Hall folded up with a 21-yard reception for six. That was huge for both my fantasy teams. I'm in the finals here. This is uh, – no one uh, cares. It's a battle. Anyways, uh, Kareem Hunt, he powered through for a score, and Cleveland wrapped up the first quarter with a bang. The action fake, throw over the middle. It's picked off. The Browns have it. 25-20. It is Ronnie Hickman. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He's to the pylon. He's in. Touchdown. A pick six for the rookie from Ohio State. Yeah, pick six there. Had Cleveland up 20-7 uh, to at the end of the first. Another Cleveland touchdown, followed by a New York pick six. I'm not playing that clip because Joe Flacco is elite and it wasn't his fault. And then he just followed up by throwing this dot to Jerome Ford. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the hit. He runs it. Then he throws it. And Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's still going, and he pulls his way in. Touchdown, Jerome Ford. A play you will not believe. That commentator was not joking this is not exaggeration like that was a that was a fantastic play uh guys your thoughts on joe flacco in the first half elite elite i think that's all we have to say yeah no joe flacco has done everything that uh the browns asked for him and then some uh kevin stefanski probably head coach uh, or coach of the year i would say yeah. uh what he's done with four quarterbacks uh no nick chubb uh this defense has been bringing it all year at home. Uh, it's the best defense since like 1970, I believe, uh, at, at home on the defensive side of things. Hey, this is a good team, man. Uh, they have an outside chance at the one seed, need some help still, but they're off to the postseason for only the third time since coming back to Cleveland in 1999. Only the second time this uh, this in the last 20 years 
uh, they're going so as well. This is, is a great time for for Cleveland Browns fans. Super happy for them. And even if they don't get the division, if they don't get the one seed, they get a trip to the AFC South champ in their first round. Yeah, it's going to be interesting that they, like Joe Flacco comes back after sitting on the couch all year and he might rest in week 17 because they got everything wrapped yeah. up. Um, it, it's kind of crazy. They, they do need one of the receivers to get healthy because that second half was yeah. ugly. Yeah, Elijah Moore um, obviously going down with, with, uh, with what we assume is a concussion. Amari uh, Cooper. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, uh, it was a heel. I think he could game have time decision it. for a Thursday, so ten days. Exactly, off exactly. He'll have a long week getting ready uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals next week. Yeah, Joe Flacco had three touchdowns in the first half. Had the Browns up 34-17. I don't know. I feel like the Jets could use a guy like Flacco. A <laughs> uh, couple field goals later, final score 37-20. Yeah, like you mentioned, Browns have clinched a playoff spot. This team with Flacco over Watson, Ross Tucker talked about it. This is a more likable team. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm cheering for the Browns if Flacco's running, running the show. Oh yeah. Uh, let's get to some basketball. Raptors played tonight against the Celtics at 5:30. But who cares? The Pistons played last night. We'll talk, <laughs> we have to talk about that. Uh, and they had to play the 23-6 and six Boston Celtics. The betting line was just dumb. But then the Pistons, they won the first quarter. <clears throat> and then they destroyed the Celtics in the in the second quarter Uh-oh. and at one point had a 21-point lead. <clears throat> but then Boston outscored the Pistons by 19 in the third. Everything's fine. Just kidding. The game went to overtime. <clears throat> what is that? It's, it's a gulp. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Do you be wanting me to pre-record it? Oh, my God. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh so no, this was much better idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like this one. Uh, listen, sure. Can I play one more time here? <laughs> Celtics won. Don't worry. The streak's like extended to, to throw up. Yeah, it's like a cat <laughs> kind of throw up. I was trying to find one. Everyone's just drinking water, and it sounded like throwing up. I'm like, I, I don't think I can play this. Whatever. Uh, yeah, streak is extended to 28 games. I don't oh, know if baby. you guys saw. Some people were putting like 20 bucks on the Pistons because the betting line was dumb. And at halftime, they're cashing out like a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was it was dumb. They, I mean. The Pistons were only like minus 115 when they were up 21, but uh, yeah, that that was. Uh, I'm just happy we can we can keep this going. GVP's favorite team, uh, Raptors and Pistons. Oh, yeah, that's December 30th. I am so PK worried. It's gonna happen. I'm so worried. I wanted Cunningham gets an open look for three to take the lead late, and I in that moment had like I may as well have had like an old Isaiah Thomas jersey on. I was <laughs> so on the Pistons bandwagon just so that this streak could end before the Raptors play them. I know the Raptors just beat up on a bad team the other night against Washington, but this game scares the crap out of me. It does. And it, the thing is, it shouldn't. It, it's not that. There should be a ton of Raptor fans, maybe. I don't know. They, they travel down there. One's living in Sarnia, Windsor. They go yeah. down to Detroit. I I still, I'm going to be dialed in that game. I'm very worried. Four uh, o'clock tomorrow. Oh, no. Uh, I got nothing to report on on the MLB, but we do have Jeff Blair on at 9 o'clock, so you'll get all the latest in the Blue Jays, which has been an interesting offseason, to say the least. Uh, it's been quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Did make a signing yesterday, though. Yes. Got a utility, man. Yes. IKF, Needed baby. That. Can't have enough of those, apparently, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, quickly here, Hitman were in action yesterday, taking on a really good Prince George Cougar team. Mm-hmm. PG would jump out to a two-goal lead in the first period, but a solid second would see the Hitman tie this baby up thanks to goals from Ethan Moore and Sean Chagall. So we were off to the third. Face off again to his right. No changes either side. Cougars get the draw at the line. Thornton a blast. Scores! A bomb from the back end. And the Prince George Cougars with a minute 40 to go 
have taken a 3-2 lead. Oh. Dang it. Hitman come up <laughs> short in this one. They fall 3-2 the final. Wranglers also in, uh, in action yesterday. And damn it, they lost too. Oh. Uh, ben Jones, Dryden Hunt, and Cole Schwint would have the goals for the Wranglers in this one. But they lose to the Abbotsford Canucks 4-3 the final. Abbotsford Canucks are a good team. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. It's all Kron's fault. He said he was going to the game. Come clearly, on, Kron. Clearly jinxed him. It's all his fault. Tonight, Dang they're, it. they're wearing their uh, reverse retro jerseys tonight. The Outlaw. Ooh. Yeah. Those, those are, are so the little, good. The Cowboys. Riding in the sharp. mountains. Yeah, like I said, uh, they are going to run it back with the Canucks tonight, try to get some redemption. We're going to have that game on our airwaves. Sandra and Maddie Rose will be on the call. That game will go at six. Uh, also, the Calgary Roughnecks will have their home opener this weekend against the Las Vegas, uh, against Las Vegas this Saturday. Desert Dogs. Yes, Desert Dogs. Uh, it's a great name. Go check out that party. And uh, Gretzky's team. Oh, cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Cool. More you know. And uh, there you go. That's all we got. That's going to wrap up your uh, final morning report of uh, 2023. Thank you, boys. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Yes, thank you again. Uh, that was awesome. Motor uh, Morning reports brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service, repairs, and they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. I don't know why we're leaving out the Pop-Tart Bowl yesterday. Oh, yes, the Pop-Tart Bowl, the amazing Pop-Tart Bowl. If you haven't seen it... Um, they had a mascot, a strawberry pop tart. After the game, Kansas State celebrating. There's a giant toaster. Mm-hmm. He just jumps into the toaster, and comes out. Life size edible pop tart. Yeah, we and, witnessed a murder last night. And they just ate the crap out of him. Ate his face off. Ate his they face off. They left an eye. Yeah, it was kind of creepy that they did that. But like, yeah, that was a bunch of college dudes. They're hungry after a three hour tilt a game <laughs> win there. So And it's one of those things like Oh, there's too many college bowl games. No, there's I not. Love, I love, I like, A, <laughs> A, just don't watch it. Um, yeah. But B, this was so much fun. Like, it, my timeline on X last night was filled yep. with Pop-Tarts co- uh, content. And in terms of advertising, it worked because your boy's going to go get himself some Pop-Tarts Go today. get some strawberry Pop-Tarts. I know they, like the, the U.S. got more flavors in Canada, but yeah. that's okay. It's a damn shame. With the s'mores one, not the strawberry one. I'm a chocolate I like I like the raspberry one. I just like the chocolate. Oh, the one with the purple frosting? Yeah, and I can never find them now. They're rare. You got to go to one of those specialty candy stores that bring them up from the States and whatnot. They probably got a ton of different flavors. There you go. Too much Pop-Tart talk, but yeah. (laughs) Or not enough. Or not enough Pop-Tart talk. I think the Cheez-It Bowl goes later today. Maybe. Do they get showered in Cheez-Its like the the coach does in Mayo? They dumped... uh, Life-size Cheez-Its. They dumped... Like the Gatorade bath, yeah, but it's a bucket filled with Cheez-Its. Right, they dumped it on uh, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson's head coach last year when they won. So, yeah, well, we love a little food food it, content. It's and... all better than the mayo. Exactly, that was disgusting. I know the mayo's hilarious. <laughs> that, oh, that ruined my day. The mayo's hilarious. Uh, Luke Gazdick, Sportsnet, former NHLer, Mitsoff uh, Mitsoff podcast. Next, big show. Continue Sportsnet 960 fan.